On today's episode, Luke Richardson, the assistant coach of the Montreal Canadiens, has officially interviewed for the Chicago Blackhawks' vacant head coaching position. I'll also get into goaltender Kevin Lankinen's 2021-2022 season recap. And then to wrap things up, per usual, to start off the week will be our Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, June 20th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast which will only take a quick couple of seconds, literally just a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Be sure to go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're listening to the podcast through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from my tremendous listeners out there. If you're a consistent listener to the show and you like what you're hearing, please be sure to go and let me know in the review section. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode moving forward throughout the rest of the summer is going to have a video version to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please, please, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate it. I'm really trying to keep boosting those numbers up. Also go and smash the like button for me down below as well and comment as to what grade you think Blackhawks goaltender Kevin Lankinen deserves for his performance this season. And last, go and ring the bell. Be sure to turn on those push notifications so that way you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off your week. But real quick, before I get into the good stuff, I got to remind you all that today's episode is sponsored by Bet Online, which is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games here in 2022. Bet Online, where the game begins. All right, enough of that. Getting into the show here today, uh, I wanted to open things up by talking about Luke Richardson officially getting his head coaching interview for the Blackhawks' vacant job. Uh, it was reported this happened later on last week. Uh, of course, as I've touched on already here on the show, the Blackhawks requested interviews for both Luke Richardson, the Montreal Canadiens' current assistant coach, and Brad Shaw, who's the current assistant coach of the Vancouver Canucks as well. Both of those two former NHL defensemen, both have worked with uh, the defensive unit for each of their teams that they currently work for. Um, 
And I think both of them are really intriguing fits for the Chicago Blackhawks. We're still kind of waiting to hear if Shaw is officially going to get his interview or what. Um, but we do know that Luke Richardson now has interviewed. And both these guys as well, one thing why I also feel like they, they could be uh, good fits and could be legitimate candidates to be the next head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, is they both have ties to Norm McIver, who of course is the new uh, assistant GM. Uh, up there with Kyle Davidson and Jeff Greenberg. They run the Blackhawks front office. Norm McIver actually played with Luke Richardson uh, going back to the 90s with the Edmonton Oilers. And then for uh, Brad Shaw, those two coached together in a stand early on in the 2000s. I forget exactly where, but I know they they did coach together. So both these two men have ties to uh, the Blackhawks front office. Uh, And for Richardson, as I said, I do feel like he is a legitimate candidate. And Based on the conversation that I had with Scott Matla from Lockdown Canadians, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, be sure to go and do that. It's a quick 20-minute conversation that I had with Scott, who's one half of the Lockdown Canadians podcast, and he gave me some great insight and tidbits on Luke Richardson and his personality, his coaching styles, his roles with the Canadians and everything. Be sure to go and check that out if you want to hear more about Luke Richardson now that he has officially interviewed. And as I said, I feel like he is a legitimate option here for the Blackhawks. Um, But yeah, he's worked really well with the young players that the Canadians have had in the past couple of seasons. He did a good job uh, taking care of their defensive unit when they made that incredible postseason run. Unfortunately, came up short to the uh, defending or back-to-back now after that Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, but he also stepped in as the interim head coach when uh, Desharm went went down with COVID during that postseason run as well, and the team played spectacular under Luke Richardson. So there's a lot to like here, and I do really believe that the Blackhawks are going to seriously consider him. Also, one thing I do want to make sure all the fans know, uh, when that report came out that the Blackhawks had requested coaching interviews with Sean Richardson, it also said, uh, I think it was, what was it, man, I forget if it was Elliot Friedman or if it was Sarah Valley. I, I believe it was Sarah Valley, but he did say that Derek King is still strongly in the mix. And one thing that I've mentioned, if the Blackhawks don't fall in love with any of these candidates, uh, they could per se give Derek King a one-year deal. I don't know if he'd be wanting to do that. There's not much job security in that, but also if he feels like he could earn Uh, the trust of the franchise moving forward, then it's a huge opportunity for him as well. And I'm not so sure that he's going to get an opportunity to coach uh, another NHL team next season if he doesn't take this job. Um, So that's definitely something to consider. Derek King could come back. Uh, I give it a 30% chance. I believe that's what I said on the show sometime last week, but that that feels about right. Uh, I do believe they're trying to get a new head coach in there and trying to get someone who can help develop these young players and really um, make sure that they get the most out of these next couple of seasons. Cause that's really what it's going to be about. It's going to be about developing prospects. So th- I think that's what the Blackhawks are, are really searching for in their next head coach. And Luke Richardson, someone who's had success at the AHL level as well. Uh, he, he stayed on with Binghamton, even though he was offered a job with Ottawa because he wanted to be a head coach down there rather than an assistant in the NHL. So this is someone, you know, who knows that level very well. He knows how to help players transition and become successful as they're going through that next step in their in their careers. 
Uh, so I, I again, Luke Richardson, someone I believe all you Blackhawks fans should star because I, I really do believe he, he's going to be in strong consideration here. Um, also, I really also believe that uh, the Blackhawks are going to be open with us fans about this entire process, like they were for the general manager search, right? They let us know through social media who each prospect or each prospect, who each candidate was that interviewed. Uh, they gave us a little bit of insight on at least who's going to be in consideration. And I believe they're going to do that again here with the head coaching position. Uh, so we're still waiting to hear if Bradshaw is officially going to get his interview. Once he does, I really do believe that's going to be made public as well as all the other people that the Blackhawks are, are going to consider and going to give interviews to as well. So definitely be sure to stay tuned on this matter because the Blackhawks, Kyle Davidson has said he'd like to have this thing sorted out by mid-July, right around the NHL draft and right around when free agency starts. So this is going to start ramping up here. I believe we're going to be hearing more and more announcements of head coaching interviews happening with the Blackhawks. So definitely stay tuned because things are about to get spicy and the Blackhawks more than likely, in my opinion, are going to have uh, a new head coach here in the next couple of weeks. All right. There are some thoughts on Luke Richardson getting his interview for the vacant head coaching job of the Chicago Blackhawks. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to get into goaltender Kevin Lankinen's 2021-2022 season recap segment. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is finally upon us. It's about to take center stage for the summer, and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props, to who the next fired coach is going to be, regardless of what you want to bet on. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. It's not just baseball. From the remainder of the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, I should say, to golf, esports, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Moving on into segment two, it's time to get into goaltender Kevin Lankinen's season recap segment. So for Lankinen, obviously it was kind of an interesting year for him. The Blackhawks, uh, honestly, before I get into that, going back to Lankinen's rookie season, the COVID-shortened 56-game season, came out firing. He was the reason the Blackhawks midway through had a little bit of life and a little bit of glimmer for qualifying for the postseason that didn't end up happening as Lincoln and faded a little bit as the year went on. He just finally looked like a rookie a little bit. And I don't think anybody was knocking him for that. And some people felt like the numbers were probably going to drop. It felt like those were pretty sustainable, what he was putting up early on last season. Uh, but then after an impressive rookie season, for the most part, the Blackhawks go out and trade for Marc-Andre Fleury because it was a deal that they simply had to say yes to. I mean, they gave up Michael Hakarainen to get Marc-Andre Fleury. Stan Bowman was trying to save his job, obviously rushed the Blackhawks back out of a rebuild. Uh, they go and get Flurry. Things don't go well. Obviously, the team stinks in the first half. They go on that terrible run to open up the year. Uh, and Lankinen was the backup all the way until Marc-Andre Fleury got dealt to the Minnesota Wild at the trade deadline. And especially towards the end of Fleury's Blackhawks tenure there, 
Kevin Lankinen really wasn't getting any consistent opportunities. So beginning of the year, especially for a young goaltender to not be playing night in and night out after, especially that's what he did during his rookie season. That was his role to have a different one. It, it probably felt like a rookie season all over again for Kevin Lankinen because he didn't have any time to kind of think about it. He was the guy in net for the Blackhawks. It just happened so fast. I mean, Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban were seemingly going to be the ones that were fighting for the starting job. And then Lincoln and just jumped on the scene and ran with it. So it was a definitely a tough and different type of year for Kevin Lincoln and a different role, uh, a different mindset for what he was doing. And I don't want to judge him too harshly on the earlier starts that he had uh, and the inconsistency issues that he had then. But once Fleury got traded, the problem is Kevin Lincoln and got his job back and he did not, live up to the expectations, did not play nearly as well as he did as a rookie. The numbers do not look very good across the board. Obviously, they're all career worse with this being just his second year in the NHL. But all in all, Lankinen played in 32 games this season. He started in 29 of them, and he had an 8-15-6 record. He won just 8 of 29 games. And there were stretches where he'd only have one win for like a month and a half. And that even happened after the Blackhawks traded Flurry. It was a real big problem for Kevin Lankin and the inconsistency, the rebound problems, losing his net. I mean, how many times did we see that happen in the second half of the year? I mean, I could name a bunch off the top of my head. The one that sticks out the most was a game that I was at eight rows off the glass right behind Kevin Lankin in against the Buffalo Sabres. The Blackhawks blow a massive lead. I think it was a four to one lead. Uh, and Tage Thompson snaps his stick on a one-timer with like four seconds left. It bounces off the end boards, and Lankinen gets out of position and ends up kicking the puck in for the game winner. And it was like, ugh, that is Kevin Lankinen's season in a nutshell. He was just losing his net, um, not in the position that he should have been in. And those weren't necessarily strengths during his rookie season, but they weren't as noticeable of issues as it was this year. I mean... It was not good. It was sloppy goaltending for the large majority of his his starts in the second half of the year. So, and that's what's made for this interesting scenario around Lankinen as we approach free agency. Obviously, he's an unrestricted free agent. The Blackhawks don't have any NHL goaltenders on their roster at this point. And I'm really curious as what's going to happen with Lankinen because I've had this debate many a times on the show. If he doesn't want to come back to Chicago. I don't know if he's going to get a better opportunity at a starting job elsewhere across the NHL. And for the Blackhawks, it feels like he would be the perfect goaltender throughout this rebuilding process while you wait for Drew Camesso and help to come up in the next few years. Kevin Lankinen feels like that perfect middle ground where uh, at the same time, too, he can also take a bridge deal and try to prove himself and maybe get more money on his next contract. It just feels like a good situation for Lankinen to come back. But again, We're going to have to see what happens because Lankinen will have his say in the matter and he's likely going to test the market just to gauge both the money and the situations that he could find himself in. Uh, But based on the play that we saw from him this year, I I don't think many teams are going to be all that interested, especially uh, in a a starting role for next season. So I I do feel Lankinen is likely to come back. Uh, But getting into some more of his numbers here, 891 save percentage for Lankinen this season. It, It was under 900 for the large majority of the year. And in comparison to last season, even uh, with all the struggles that he had in the second half, he, he posted a 909 save percentage, and that was up near 920 when he was rolling to open things up. 
Uh, so definitely a disappointing dip there in save percentage. The goals against obviously weren't great as well. 3.5 for Lankin in this season, opposed to 3.01 last year. So really solid numbers when the Blackhawks still didn't have a good decor the season prior. Definitely would have liked to see him put together uh, a better better season overall, I guess I should say. Also zero shutouts for Lankin and not a single one after having two as a rookie. Uh, and here's also some interesting analytical numbers. I'm going to take a quick sip of water here, though, because I'm getting a little parched. Goals, save, goals saved above expected. Kevin Lankinen finished with negative 15.5 goals saved above expected. And he had 1.9 last year as a rookie. So a huge difference there, uh, over 16, ne- nearly 17 goals. Um, that's the problem with Lankinen, right? You could understand that the Blackhawks defense is bad and he's going to give up some goals because they're getting peppered. They're stuck in their own zone. Those things are going to happen, but he also gave up the salt. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. <coughs> Apologies for that folks. But he also gave up those softies from time to time. And whenever he needed to get that big save, he just couldn't do it. I, I don't know what it was. He just wasn't able to get that key stop for the Blackhawks in the third period or when momentum had shifted to the other side. Uh, he didn't come up clutch nearly enough or nearly as much as he did as a rookie. So, yeah, all, all these numbers definitely don't look good for Lanks. He had an 898 even strength save percentage, which was actually higher than what he had as a rookie, surprisingly. Uh, and the power play save percentage, 838, uh, which was also higher than what he had last season. So th- there were some – oh, just kidding. I had that reverse. The power play save percentage, 838, was was better than it was last year. Um 898 even strength save percentage was not. So again, you'd expect the power play save percentage to be below 900. That is what it is. Uh, But the even strength save percentage, that was below 900 as well. So still an issue for Lankin in consistency. And it seemed like every game he was giving up three or four goals. So as you'd expect, not a whole lot of quality starts. Uh, And like I said, you could put some of that on the Blackhawks defense, but at some point the goaltender's in there to make some saves and Kevin Lankinen wasn't doing that enough on a consistent basis throughout uh, the course of the season. So all in all, taking everything into perspective here for Kevin Lankinen, pretty brutal sophomore NHL campaign for him. Uh, I am going to give him a D plus. Maybe that seems harsh, but he was extremely disappointing to me. And as someone who's been on him, since he won that gold medal with Team Finland back in 2020, I believe it was, maybe even 2019. That was a while ago. It probably was 2019, actually. Uh, But ever since he won that gold medal with Team Finland, he's been on my radar, and I was like, there might be something to this guy. And then steps onto the scene in the NHL in a huge way. Looks like he's going to be a legitimate starter down the road and then kind of has this setback uh, as a sophomore. So I believe all Blackhawks fans will feel the same way about Lankanen. It was a disappointing sophomore season. Uh, we're going to have to see what happens with him in the off season. As I already mentioned, I do believe it's more likely that he's going to come back than, uh, than he's going to walk, but we're going to have to see the Blackhawks are in an interesting time right now where, uh, they could be punting all their players and just starting completely fresh. Could be different at the goaltender market, but that's something to watch as well as we start to approach uh, free agency here in the next few weeks. All right, that is going to take care of Kevin Lankinen's 2021-2022 season recap segment. Coming up in just a minute, it's time to get into our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners 
right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Welcome back to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment three now today before I let you all go and enjoy the rest of your Monday. I still got to get into our Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. So the first question I wanted to answer today comes from at Willie Ty Carp on Twitter who asked, what's the latest on a head coach? Like, I, I feel like I'm the only one asking that question. And based on how this comment was worded and also the reaction that it got with uh, another person, I feel like this this was aimed towards the NHL, not really talking all that much about the Blackhawks head coaching search. Like they've been really focused on all the other teams. It seems like I totally agree with that comment. If that's uh, well, if that's what you were getting at, uh, I feel the same way. It's kind of been weird. Um, of course, we did get the Luke Richardson news and all that stuff, but before that, it had been v- very vague, and they were talking about all the other uh, big name teams. So, as I already talked about, Luke Richardson. Uh, got his interview. We're still waiting to hear if Brad Shaw is going to get his. I'd expect that to happen in the next couple of days, if it is going to. Uh, and then as well, one thing I forgot to mention earlier, I probably should have, some names have been checked off the list in terms of free agent head coaches on the market. We saw Bruce Cassidy get hired by the Vegas Golden Knights recently. Also, <clears throat> excuse me, John Tortorella got hired by the Philadelphia Flyers, which is uh, an interesting move to say the least. And then apparently Pete DeBoer has been hired by the Dallas Stars as well. So uh, none of those three really were all that likely to be the next head coach of the Blackhawks. Pete DeBoer, I thought, was the one who was a little bit more likely than Tortorella uh, or Cassidy. But obviously they are uh, DeBoer is now with Dallas, so he's off the list as well. Uh, and then we've heard Barry Trotz has had some interviews with Winnipeg where he's from. So it seems like that could be a potentially a good fit. So names are starting to fall here on the head coaching market, and the Blackhawks are going to be making their move in the next couple of weeks. I talked about it earlier. Do expect uh, the Blackhawks to be pretty open with this process. I do believe they're going to let all us fans know who they're going to be giving interviews to. Luke Richardson is the only one as of now that we know of other than uh, Derek King, of course, but those are things that I do expect to be publicly released uh, once they happen here in the next few weeks. So that's the latest on the Blackhawks head coaching search. Luke Richardson, a good candidate, has already had his interview, and I think we're just kind of waiting for some others to get theirs as well. The second question I wanted to answer today, (coughs) excuse me again, oh my gosh, I got the coughs. Second question I wanted to answer today comes from Cliff Horowitz, who emailed in the show, which I greatly appreciate. Cliff, thank you for taking the time to email in your question over the weekend. Cliff asked, when you see the speed of these other teams in the playoffs, the Blackhawks aren't even close. How does anyone expect them to keep up with the cement in their skates? How do you fix this? Yeah, uh, I think it's a glaring issue for the Blackhawks and has been one for the last four or five seasons as the NHL has just progressively gotten faster and faster and faster year in and year out. It seems like, I don't know exactly when that change happened. Maybe. It kind of feels like after Pittsburgh won their back-to-backs, it went from being like, I mean, you you still want to have size and you want to be physical in the postseason. You need to do that in order to have success. But speed is just really taking the center stage. Like when I think back to the 
Blackhawks and their Stanley Cup runs and like the teams they face, you know, like a Milan Lucic, a, a rugged top line player who would just score a ton of goals out in front and would, you know, that's how he made his money. Like there are still those guys and you need those guys to win, but those aren't necessarily the superstars that you want to have and need in order to get the job done in the most important time of the season. Uh, but for the Blackhawks, yeah, this has been a problem for far some time. And it's something I mention on the show a ton because it's just so noticeable. Each and every team that, you know, found themselves, I'll say in the final two two rounds here, like all the those teams could just fly up and down the ice. Edmonton, too, uh, could absolutely wheel. Um, that's something that the Blackhawks are going to have to focus on when they're going through the draft process and scouting and also looking at options and free agency moving forward. They're probably not going to be too aggressive this year, given the circumstances, but when they do want to go and land those big name free agents, right? You got to make sure that they have the wheels in order to keep up. Because I think if you don't have that, it's going to be hard to be the best in this league. Like look at the Colorado avalanche, look at the Tampa Bay lightning, both those teams get up and down so well. And one comment I also saw on Twitter, I forget who posted it, but um, it was like watching these Stanley Cup finals. I think there's a lot of GMs out there who are realizing they're a lot more than just one piece away. Like the Avalanche and the Lightning, the way those teams are built, like they're they're just built to be dominant in the most important time of the season. And they just play with the puck all game long because they're so quick. And you know the other team's forced to play cut, catch up the entire night. So yeah, again, the Blackhawks need to be it's crucial that they focus on adding speed up front and on the defensive core, because you're going to need defensemen who can carry the puck up through the neutral zone and make things happen in, in the offensive zone as well. Those are very important parts uh, to, to a team's transition game and making sure you get your chances. You need defensemen who can be mobile. You need fast forwards and the Blackhawks don't have nearly enough of that. So it's also another reason why uh, Kyle Davidson could be thinking about, you know, going scorched earth and just starting scot free is because the Blackhawks don't have a lot of don't have a lot of pieces that fit well with the team they're trying to become, right? Obviously that's why they're not very good. Some of that is because they do have some youth, but um they need to get faster. No secret around it if they if they want to be one of the best teams in the league down the road. Obviously not immediately. But yeah, just got to be focused on that, and it's got to be a priority, you know. Um, they just haven't done enough of building around that skill set in the past drafts, and we haven't had a, a speedster on the team, you know, seemingly in years. Like Sam Lafferty, I think, is the best skating forward on the Blackhawks, and then probably Alex Dabrinkit. Uh, so that's just, yeah, something the front office and the scouting department need to hone in on because if you don't have speed, you're not going to be keeping up. You're not going to be making plays happen in the neutral zone. You're going to be playing catch up and you're going to be chasing the other team around for a whole lot of the game. So yeah, the Blackhawks, definitely. That's a good point though. Good point. Something they need to work on and something that needs to be focused on up in the front office, because if they don't have that, they're not going to have a chance. And right now they have far too little of that on their roster. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Monday, June 20th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now on your favorite podcast app and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news, odds, and updates ahead 
of the Stanley Cup final. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown NHL right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the Blackhawks or to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning in to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.